0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm Bird. This is soon to be Jake. Jake. What's up? How are Doing
1: you? Well, pal. Feels Good. like I just talked to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, feels like feels like we just spoke to each other, doesn't it? Uh we just recorded the quarterback show and we are swiftly moving right along to the Running back show. Uh, the pass catcher show, of course, will be coming your way after this. So, wide receivers and tight ends, and then we will be getting to the defensive side of the ball. And that will all lead up to the mock draft show. We will have back to back mocks of Jake and then myself. Jake, I actually had an idea while we were breaking the fourth wall here, recording the quarterback and the running back show on the same day. Um, Breaking the fourth wall. Any interest by chance? If we have time, and I'll have to plan this absolutely perfectly. But any interest potentially in doing a draft mailbag if we have enough questions?
1: If we have enough questions, we got to get through all the the prospect reports and everything.
0: That's that's the biggest thing. I don't know how much time we're going to have, and then to do all the all the mocks. But I'll leave it up. To, I'll leave it up to the listeners. How about how about that? If we if we have enough if we, questions. If-
1: if we if we have time <laughs> five yeah, times we we'll do if it. We have
0: the time and we have the demand to do it. We'll do it. We'll do we'll do a draft mailbag. So it
1: sounds like a deal.
0: Send in send in your questions. Uh, email links are always in the episode description. Send in your questions. Just title it NFL draft in the, in the subject line when you send in your emails, and we will uh, see how many we have. And, and if we don't have enough to do it, then I, then, or even what I'll do is I'll even just come on and I'll, and I'll address some of those questions as well. And it could be a, uh, a brief little, uh, podcast. So with that being said, we are doing the running backs. And of course, uh, this is the B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs conversation. Uh, but there are some quality backs behind the top two. So, Jake, I'll let you have it. Your top five running backs, please. Follow it up with your sleeper at the position. So,
1: I went with, at number five, Zach Evans out of Ole Miss. Number four, I went with Tank Bigsby. Quite literally, a tank. Yes, he is. At, at Auburn. At number three, I went with Devin Ashane at Texas A&M. And then, no secret, number two, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. And then Bijan Robinson at number one. I don't want to spend so much time talking about Bijan Robinson because, like, what can we say that hasn't already about the guy? Yep. Yep. So... Yeah, this that just a generational prospect, and my sleeper is Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State.
0: Mm, okay, I like it. So my number five, I have uh, Ty J Spears out of Tulane. Four, I have Devin Chain out of Texas A&M. Three, I have Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Two, Jameer Gibbs, and one, B. John Robinson. Touch on B. John Robinson very quickly. This is your only locked and loaded first round running back. He is the best running back to come out of the draft since Saquon Barkley. I don't agree
1: with that. I, I think okay, Gibbs think, is a first rounder too.
0: Okay, I I do think Jameer Gibbs is a is a first rounder. I'm talking locked and loaded, oh, no locker. doubt, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Like would it sh- would it shock you if Jameer Gibbs were to fall to like one of the first picks on day two just because of how devalued the running back position it, is in the it, National Football like, It wouldn't shock me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. I thought Brees Hall would have been a first rounder last year, too, and he fell to right, one so of the not. first few picks.
0: I agree. But Bijan, no doubt, he is the no doubt. the top of the class. He does everything that you want, catch passes. Uh, He's an unbelievable athlete, ideal size, power, you name it. Football IQ, finds all the holes. He's just, he's the like I said, he's the best running back prospect to come out since Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't know, though, like we talk about the three-headed monster up top of Big time running backs to have come out in recent years, the likes of Zeke, Leonard Fournette, and Saquon Barkley. Is Bijan Robinson in that group? I don't know, but is he very close to that group? Yes. I,
1: I think he's much better than I think he's better than Fournette coming out of college for sure.
0: I don't think it's a I don't think it's a a super controversial take.
1: Yeah, Zeke and Saquon, it's it's close. Um, definitely better than Leonard Fournette. I didn't like Leonard Fournette coming out of college. Okay. Um yeah, but this kid, there he makes your offense a whole lot better. Come on. He he throws out the whole narrative of you can't draft the running back in the first round just because of all the things he does great for Agreed. your offense. And if you're – listen, if you're, if you're the Chicago Bears, really pinning yourself with Justin Fields here at number nine, I don't think I would blame them for taking this guy at number nine, honestly. Or the Eagles, where you don't have a ton of holes. I know it's not really their forte to take a running back that high, but – I would take this kid with one of the
0: first ten picks in the draft. There's no doubt about it. There isn't anything that Bijan Robinson does which I would consider to be below average. And no, I think no, that, I barely dude. even average. He, he's
1: yeah, well yeah. above average and everything. Maybe yes. his pass protection isn't the best, but who really you know that that'll come who, who cares? with
0: reps. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? You you learn you learn to figure that out with reps. That that's exactly right. But with Bijan Robinson, let's let's play a little game because this, this is a fantasy show. And we are fantasy football extraordinaires here. Let's play a little game. I'm going to give you a team. You have to tell me where you would draft B. John Robinson in fantasy. Would P.P. top 10, top 5, top 15, top 20? Sound good? Yeah, go on ahead. Okay. Uh, Let's start with the Chicago Bears. Top twenty, he'd be top twenty for me. Top twenty with the Bears, the Philadelphia Eagles. Top twenty, he'd be top fifteen for me. Yeah, Bear. he'd be top fifteen. Top. Yeah, the Washington Commanders. Top thirty, I. I... He'd be top twenty-four. I, I would still have top thirty. Top I pair.
1: hate that offense. How many touchdowns are going to score top thirty? They ain't drafting him.
0: Fair. The Buffalo Bills. Top twenty. I don't love it. I would hate it for James Cook, and I, I'm just begging, Buffalo, don't do that. Uh, he'd be top twenty four. They're not gonna get him though. He's not gonna be around for when they pick. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh let's play let's play this game now, and let's just assume that maybe Austin Eckler gets traded. The Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Top five. <laughs>
0: He would probably be a top ten, very close to top five. For I think many. he'd be a
1: top five guy for me.
0: And then finally, the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Top fifteen with Tony Pollard there.
0: I would say top twelve.
1: Yeah, top twelve to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine.
1: But the Chargers for me is 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 definitely. Ooh. How about the Bengals if they got rid of Mixon too?
0: Oh <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, if, if you're going to believe uh, the sources that I've heard, it seems like that the Bengals seem to be the spot for Zeke. Not according to Zach Taylor. Which I would I, – I hope Zach Taylor is right. That would just be a disaster. That would be a controlled disaster if Zeke were to go to Cincinnati. So just keep our fingers crossed it's, that – Yeah, I don't know. That the Cincinnati thing is, is bogus. It's not looking like the Jets. It's not looking like the Eagles. No, so, the Jets don't want Zeke. Let's keep our fingers crossed as as that's inside bangles. Okay, Jameer Gibbs out of the University of Alabama. Jake, not a lot of things really that, that were obvious flaws with Jameer Gibbs. I think it's he was a much watered down version of maybe what B. John Robinson is. The pass blocking was not great with him, and he's a bit smaller, not exactly the bulkiest guy in the world, but. As a runner, I mean oof, he's quick. He is quick. He's a great pass catcher. I even think you could make you could make the case, even though I still think it is B. John Robinson, he may have the best bag of tricks in this entire draft class of running backs, that he may be more of that flashy sort of guy, as opposed to B. John Robinson. He he's a very, very, very special talent. And if it weren't for Bijan Robinson, he would be the runaway number one running back in this class.
1: Yeah. Listen, he's one of those where I say every single year, he's got the rocket up his ass. Like this guy can flat out run. There's no doubt about it. And as a receiver, in my opinion, he's the best receiving running back in this entire class as well. As in terms of a pure route runner, you could probably play this guy in the slot. He's so gifted. Um, as a pass catcher So he he takes your offense To a whole nother level Because of the element That he can bring And he could be such a nice weapon For a court, a young quarterback To be the security blanket The check down option To turn in and dump off For two or three yards Into a first down For ten yards And really extend drives So um, and, and he's a home run hitter too Which goes a long way In the NFL He he can hit his head On the goalpost At any given moment in time A couple things He needs to work on He needs to be a little bit More of a patient runner I have noticed that He's not the most patient in letting the holes develop. That's just not his game. He's probably more suited for that whole uh, one-cut man-to-man blocking scheme that we see a lot nowadays um, in the NFL. And you need to really utilize him as a wide receiver, too. And I'm not just talking about out of the backfield on wheel routes. Like, you could play the guy in the slot. You could play him out wide. Um, This guy really could be in every single down running back for your team. I really don't see how this guy can come off the field.
0: He's a classic three-down back. Classic three-down back. You put him anywhere. You could have him do whatever you want him to do, and he's going to do it, and he's going to do it very well, and he's going to succeed. And it also helps that he is the pedigree of being a running back from the University of Alabama, which, in case you needed a reminder, the Alabama running backs are – there is a nice pedigree of lineage, shall I say – of alabama running backs um uh, that have succeeded at the next level okay jake who is your number three running back
1: i have to pull i was just thinking about something hang on <laughs> one second
0: yeah sure uh devin so okay yours was devin a all right mine he was my four uh you i know uh zach charbonnet was my was my three and he was that listed in your uh in your top five. So we'll talk. We'll yeah, talk about. I didn't we'll like talk him. About De- Yeah. We'll talk about Devin Chain uh very, very quickly. Uh, Jake. The in, the ins and outs. Really. I think he is out of every prospect that I watched. And I watched a ton of them. Too many. I think if I were to vlog the hours that I have spent watching film. It would make anybody puke. Devin Chain might just be the fastest player that I watched on tape anywhere, anywhere, any position. You name it, he may have just been the fastest. A four three forty straight line speed is second to none. The only thing with him is that he's just a little small, and he may not really get much bigger. He might just be your typical gadget guy. And that's kind of it. But the trick that he has is a really damn good trick.
1: Yeah. Uh, another guy. He's got the rocket on his ass. <laughs> like, it yeah. sounds very cliche. Yep. But my thing with him is I would like to see him become a little bit better of a receiver. Mm-hmm. A guy that fast and that gifted should be better um, in that aspect. But, look, this guy is he's – a, he's a guy for me where – He's good in spurts, if that makes sense. He's not a guy that I think is going to be, hey, let's give this guy 25 touches a game over a 17-game season. Nah. Like, we need to give this guy 10 touches and really pick and choose our spots because he's more efficient with less. Less is more with this guy. The way that he runs and the style that he brings, you can't really bring it on a consistent basis in the NFL. But – talk about a change of pace option for you. I mean, if you have a guy that's really between the tackles, he's not all that gifted either. He's more of a misdirection, your counters, your trap, like you really have to get creative with him. You can't just go, okay, here you go. Run it up the gut. And, uh, we're going to pick up five on this play tosses, uh, str- like that type of running more on the outside, on the perimeter to where he can turn the corner and then really hit his head on the goalpost is where he's going to thrive and be that change of pace running back in the NFL. um, you know, you, you look across the league. I mean, uh, at some guys that are like like an, if he can go with a guy like an AJ Dillon, um, I know Aaron Jones is there, but he can be really like the lightning for some teams, thunder and add a whole new element to the offense.
0: Yeah, and he ha- he has that first step quickness that I like. The burst is outstanding. Um, the re- the receiving part of his game, I actually I actually thought that he had much softer hands than maybe he, you you give him yeah. He wasn't
1: necessarily just like a skilled route runner, though. Like, I'm not that, talking it. about his hands. He's just like, yeah, sure, he can run a screen, no problem, and right. a wheel wrap. but let's put this kid in the slot. Let's, you know, flex him out out wide in motion and add him in our offense in that regard. Like, he should be a lot better at that for a guy that's that athletic and that quick and has that great of
0: agility. Sure, and I never, I never like to project these kind of players um, at the next level, but I just think with the chain, anybody who wants a, spe- a really just top tier special teams player to return and uh take back punts there you go you you, you, you potentially ha- you potentially have a, b- a bit of a role player there that can that can do just that his ability to go from you know first level second level third level is really good his vision is insane and he he just he's, he's a competitor and it's one of those things where you know, you say, "Oh, yeah, this guy. This guy competes. He he, he competes hard. He does. He fights for every last yard." Uh, the size, again, that's obviously a, a a concern. But listen, when you're someone who is that athletically gifted and someone that really brings it game in game out, there 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 is a role for that kind of player in the National Football League. He's not around one running back for me. But if he were to fall out of round two, I think that would be an absolute crime.
1: I agree. Uh, I think he's going to go on day two of the draft. Definitely not uh, day one. Perhaps he could maybe fall out of day two. I can see teams being a little concerned with his size, but hey, speed kills. So there's definitely a home for him him in the NFL. And I think he's going to have a nice long career.
0: All right, so let's talk, let's talk about uh, Zach Charbonnet before we get into the bottom half, guys. I know Jake is not a fan of Charbonnet. Uh, for me, he's someone that really – he benefited from his transfer to UCLA from Michigan. Uh, his 2021 to 2022 tape it was just night night and day. Trouble with drops at Michigan. He struggled with ball security, ball protection. Doesn't really offer much in the in the uh, pass protection game. Uh, his cut blocking is not necessarily that great, but I think when you look at the you look at his frame, he has the ideal ideal size, he's got good speed, a powerful runner. He's a very solid running back at the next level. He's not perfect. There are a lot of holes in his game that I absolutely do recognize. Um, he probably is more of a Late round two, early round three pick for me. Someone that I don't think is like you're not really going to see him starting week in week out in the National Football League, but he's he's a fine player. He's a fine player, and sometimes fine is what will what will get will get the job done. And I will also recognize before uh, you go and you say what you don't necessarily love about him, there are definitely more flashier prospects at the position than Zach Charbonnet.
1: Yeah, just the burst wasn't there for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. The first step was pretty non-existent. And a lot of his runs, and I will give him credit on the second level, is where he really excelled. But Pac-12 is not the best tacklers either. There was a lot of just really sloppy tackles. Um, His offensive line actually did a a tremendous job opening up holes for him too. That definitely attributed to the success he had um, in UCLA. And that's in, in any... Um, Chip Kelly scheme you know Running backs are always going to get a nice Boost in production it's just how the Offense is built so I Just again the burst wasn't there Didn't contribute much of Anything as a receiver Was pretty abysmal in pass Protection had some fumbling issues that Were really bad I just Did not see a guy that is A yeah I can See this guy being a productive running Back in the NFL he's a guy that can Be on an NFL roster as a spot starter here or there, but not, not not a guy that's going to be starting in this league for a long time. He just doesn't do anything well, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's a really physical runner. He's a big guy. I really hope he's a physical runner because he's not fast enough. He, you know, he doesn't have the vision that we're looking for with our backs. He doesn't really play the smartest. He's not the most patient running back. You know, he holds he doesn't let the holes develop as great as some of these other guys. I, I was really underwhelmed with him, and I, I, I hate to be so harsh because I try not to be, but I really didn't find much of anything that I liked. I, I was really like, this this isn't good. <laughs> I just don't really see what other people are seeing with him.
0: Interesting. I, I think there's a role for, for his kind of player. You're third and one, third and two, uh, bowling ball that just goes right through the middle of a defense, and that's kind of it. Not going to offer you much at the second or the third levels like if you're looking if you're looking for and, and it's a very different sort of game but I kind of think of the way of like how Mike Tolbert was where you just have you have him in there to get your short yards and that's just kind of it that's where Zach Charbonnet can really exceed at the next level but I do agree with you Jake there really isn't much that he excels in but where I disagree is that there are some things where I was like oh, okay you know there, there's there's something there that can be built on, but I also, you know, your your underlying points. I do agree with that. There isn't much that makes me say that he is a a blue chip prospect in the way that Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs no, are not not even close. Yes. Um. Okay. So the other two that you had, and correct me if I'm wrong, you had Tank Bigsby and. Who was your uh, – was it Deuce Vaughn was your other one?
1: He was my sleeper, but Zach Evans from Ole Miss. Zach Evans. I, mean, I really cool like one. Zach Evans. You want to talk about strides, man? Holy crap. This guy had – he was one of those guys where I don't think he tested on his – Um, I don't think he tested at the combine because I don't like to really be, like, tipped off, if that makes sense, with combine numbers. That's why I don't really – Memorize them, but I know that he was dealing with some form of soft tissue injury around the combine. He may not have tested. He might've tested at his pro day if that has happened so far, but this guy, I believe he was also a transfer as well. I forgot the school he transferred from. I think it was a PAC 12 school. TCU. Okay. Yeah. I mean, TCU has two guys that are going pretty high in the draft. I don't know about high in the draft, but NFL caliber running backs, including my sleeper. Um, the other guy was like Keandre Miller. So they had him, him and they had Deuce Vaughn. I could see how he might be getting, and, and he doesn't necessarily fit that style of runner that the other two were at TCU. So I could see why he transferred. And he went on to be such a productive running back this year at Ole Miss, a team that really didn't have a lot to really be proud of, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. So this kid took, you know, he kind of made nothing out of it. Some, it made, what was the saying? He made
0: something, something out of
1: nothing. Out of nothing at all Miss. And this kid played insanely fast for such a bigger-bodied running back where I was insanely blown away. Honestly, I think this kid can really be a—I don't want to call—I can see him being a slightly above-average starter in the league. Like I can see this kid really being a guy that goes into somebody's camp that they draft on day three and they go, whoa this kid's pretty good. We're going to cut this veteran right here and let this kid go right away. He had a little bit of fumbling concerns, but I think a lot of his fumbling concerns were more so to do with the inexperience that he had. This was really his first year where training wheels are off. You're ready to go. You're going to be the guy right away. And The the natural abilities and the frame that he has with the... It's almost like he's the type of guy... Yeah, maybe his first step isn't the greatest, but he only gets faster. Like the acceleration on this guy was nuts. And when you combine that with the physicality and the frame that he possesses, I I think this kid's going to be a, a very, very fine pro and a guy that we look back on one day. And I think a lot of
0: people are going to say we, we missed on him. I, I'm really confident in him. So in my notes, the one thing that I have next to Zach Evans is eyes in the back of his head. And that's exactly what he demonstrated was there were holes. there were cutbacks that he there is no way that he could possibly see but his football i q and his overall intelligence is through the roof. it's it's off the charts that he's that just able to too. find spaces and lanes that that just magically appear and that you can't teach that that's one of those those skills and and running backs and in in athletes in general that you just can't teach in the NFL. And and he has all of that. Very rarely do you see him caught in a bad position where he's taking significant loss plays. Um, he's always seeming to fall forward. Very tough to bring him down on point of contact. It's always a pretty, was, was always a very solid contributor in the points after, uh, the yards after contact category while at old miss the straight line speed was very very impressive i think he tested at a 442 he looked faster than that to me so that was his pro day right where he ran the 442 yes
1: yeah he he looked faster than that he looked he looked faster than that to me but 442 is not too shabby you don't know how healthy he was right he was and he's a big body too man I'm telling you, if you if this kid had another year of college under his belt, he would be climbing up some boards. I I really like this guy. He is, uh, you know, you don't have you have your guys where they're not the highest on your list, but you just have guys that you like in this draft. Yeah. He's one of them.
0: Yeah, and maybe the only downside that I that I have with him with Zach Evans is that in pass protection he's not great. But yeah, not not a lot of participation in pass protection, though, like he was sure. he, he was asked to do a
1: lot of receiving on third. Like he wasn't really asked to do much in pass protection, if that yep. makes sense. They would even take him off the field in pass. protection. like that, that's the thing. Like you can say a guy, in my opinion, is a bad pass protector. That's fine. But if you don't really see enough to form an opinion, like, yeah, he wasn't really asked to do a lot of pass protecting, if that makes sense, because he's just out there on first and second down so much. But that I agree. If you, in, in this day and age in the NFL, if you, you want to get on the field, you have to be able to to hold your own in pass protection. So I agree,
0: raw on that in that department. So now let's go to Tajay Spears out of Tulane. For me, um, as a runner, I thought he was solid. I thought he was really really solid. I like what I saw. Yeah. His initial burst was was pretty good. Uh, had had okay vision. I, I would like to have seen you know he he. Had this uh, this tendency to ignore holes that were there in trying to find another hole to try and get a bigger run out of it, which may or may not have popped up. He's he's a very he's very much of a home run sort of swing, which is fine. You know, sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. That that's okay. Uh, we've seen running backs make a career off of doing that, uh, but for me, his hands and his ability as a receiver, unbelievable unbelievable what he is what he's able to do when he gets the ball in space uh he is a dynamic dynamic route runner um and he he honestly has the route tree of what you would expect maybe out of a receiver which is so so impressive his hands it just is so natural to him and good oh, just god bless god bless the man Ty Tyge Spears out of, out of Tulane. The one thing though, that, that again, it's going to be a common theme with, with all of these running backs as we get down, you know, in, towards like the, the cutoff of being in round three, round four, the blocking and pass protection is not the best. Uh, that definitely needs to, needs to improve. Uh, he'll be anything that's on the outside of the tackles. I think maybe is where he's going to be the most effective. I don't know if you really want to be sending him, you know, straight up into a defensive tackle. That's not really his game. Uh, and then when it comes to picking up blitzes, he's really he was really limited to just uh, cut blocks, and that was just kind of it. You know, there was nothing more outside of that. Not exactly the widest frame either, uh, for me. He's at about 200 pounds at about five nine. So not exactly the the ideal size, but. I tell you what this what this kid could do when the ball is in his hand, and especially when it's uh it's thrown his way. Really, really, really impressive stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. He was up there on my list. He's my RB seven. So I definitely saw a lot of what you were seeing. But mm-hmm. I, it's just very tough for me to put in my top five, a guy that is a third down back, if that makes sense. Like, I just don't sure. see how he can be an early down between and, and running between the tackles for me is so huge. That's why it's probably such a uh, surprise that Chardonnay is not higher on my list. It's just uh, He just was not my my favorite, if that makes sense, but that's we already talked about him. Running between the tackles is just not his forte, but again, as a third down running back, he's going to be able to play fairly early in his career. There's going to be a team that gets him in the third round, and you're going to see him uh, in some teams running back rotation this year. I think he's ready to go fairly early uh, in his career, no doubt about it. And he's willing to
0: participate in fast protection. So here he is, my number six running back. It is Tank Bixby. What? When I tell you, he had some of the most—I, I don't know if "impressive" is the right word. I think "fun" is the right word. I just had fun watching his tape. He is a bull in a china shop, man. Like he—it's he, not the most. It's not the most eye popping film in the world, but my God, he outside of outside of maybe Bijan and and Jameer Gibbs in a way, Tank Bigsby might just be the most physical runner in this entire class, and I love that on on film. And players like this, they have a role. They have a role next level. He is a very 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 solid pro prospect next level and. He probably, if, if he were to get in the back end around three, I wouldn't be surprised. He's probably more of an early day three kind of guy.
1: I mean, look, he's fast and he plays with tons of physicality. There's not a lot to to really hate outside of. That's it. The The vision was was not great for me. Um, the You know, just getting to the second level of defenses. When he did, he was fairly exceptional. Don't get me wrong. It was just getting there was really the problem with him. I, I think a big part of that was. The inept offense that was at Auburn, they, you know, they weren't really scaring too many teams with the tons of talent they had, particularly at the quarterback position and just how they were coached uh, as a whole. And that offensive line probably wasn't doing a great job uh, blocking in the toughest conference. The fact though, that he was even that productive in a conference like the SEC on a team like that um, is a big testament to his talent and his abilities. There's definitely a lot to like, there's a lot to work on, but this is a guy where you look at it and you—he—he he wasn't the most productive this year. I think his yards per carry was was down. I think last year, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think right didn't they say that? Mm-hmm, they did. I believe I believe it was late. It was one way or the other because this guy's been—he's been a, been a long time starter too. Yes. Um, for Auburn this, this year they were a disaster, man. Mm-hmm. And this is a yeah. guy where I think that we look back on in the draft and we say, hmm. Wasn't the most productive in college coming out, but he's a very good pro. I think that's the thing with a lot of my running backs, my my first five especially. I feel confident that they will be really solid pros. May not be like Pro Bowl, wow, we're drafting them in fantasy in the first three rounds type of guys, but they will have a place in the league and a role. I just don't really see any Belkow-esque running backs um, in this crop of guys outside of the first two i think zach evans might be able to be one um but outside of him on my list i i I don't i don't see that uh bigsby's running style can be sustainable he almost kind of reminds me a little bit of chris ivory i don't know if you remember him sure um used to play for the jets the saints um and we saw with him it was perfect on you know 10 to 15 touches a game as opposed to a sustainable 25, 30 touches. Like that's just, I just don't really see how anybody could run with that running style and not be built like Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Um, and I think, you know, with him, it's, he's not the most athletic guy in the world. Um, he's not going to wow anybody with what he does in the gym. Four five, six, 40 was, uh, relatively unimpressive, but his film just speaks a totally different language to maybe what he would show. Um, in terms of testing. Uh, okay, so we have our two sleepers left. I have Kendra Miller and Jake has Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Jake, have at it with, uh, with Deuce Vaughn, a guy, a guy that I love, by the way.
1: Deuce is loose, man. Honestly, there's a lot of just, he's a big play guy and a guy that's really not the fastest or the biggest. He had tons of big plays and he almost, to me, it just, the size just kills him. If that makes sense, he's just such a short running back and usually you like your running backs to be on the shorter end. But for such a short guy, I thought he had pretty long strides, to be honest with you. He played a lot bigger than what he measured. And I don't know what he tested at with his with his 40-yard dash, but the agility for me was pretty damn impressive as well. I mean, I don't know what the three cone was and all that, but this this kid from a lateral side-to-side, um, coast-to-coast runner was darn near exceptional. When he turned the corner, he was gone, man. And even between the tackles, he surprised me a little bit because he was just so elusive that he would just simply avoid tacklers at the line of scrimmage to get to the second level of defenses and just juke him out. He's not going to overpower anybody, obviously. But I watch this kid and I go, damn, th- there's a role for this kid in the league. And he's also a damn good pass blocker as well. I'm like, yeah, he's a big play guy. He does a lot of the dirty work for running backs. I really like this kid. I'm a lot higher on him than the consensus is right now, to say the least. Yeah, the the, the
0: knock with Deuce Vaughn is, is definitely the size, 5'5", five, five, 179. It, he's insanely short, I know, but yeah, I, I, I... I liked him. <laughs> no, I did too. I did too, and that, that's just the big knock with him is really that that's it. Like if we're talking, if Deuce Vaughn, instead of 5'5", five, five, 179, was two oh five. We're talking about this guy as as a, as definitely a day a day two pick and probably an early day yeah. two pick, which which is absolutely crazy. Did not participate in the three cone, but ran a four-four-three forty. Not bad. Not bad, not bad Again, for someone I with that he,
1: short of strides.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I and I thought he was another one that definitely he looked a lot faster than maybe what he what he tested. Um now with Ken with Kendra Miller. He's just your very basic, give it give it to him and let him, do, let him do his thing. Good vision, cut back lanes, eyes in the back of his head, not as much as, as Zach Evans, but to a much lesser degree, and at times really carried TCU this year. They are built on the run game, had just about 1,400 rushing yards this year, 17 rushing touchdowns. You want the productivity, it's there, and it, it popped off on film. Very, very, very good. Horn Frogs team. I like I like what Kendrick Miller brings brings to the table. There's a role for him for sure at the next level. 5'11", 215. good measurables there. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan, and I just don't know you know whether or not we're talking about him as a day two pick. I think he's definitely comfortably a early to mid day three pick, and a guy that if you're looking to round out a running back room, I think he can be very very good with the upside for potentially more. Agreed, but I like him too. I like both those guys a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they, the running backs in general, just to kind of, you know, wrap it up, the running backs in general, it's a very, very deep group, top heavy group, but guys that they all fill a niche at the next level. You'll have contributors that are, that you'll see on Sundays next year, you'll have guys that'll be on the field that are going in round three, round four, even round five to an extent. Yeah, no, I agree. So I, we, we kind of covered the teams that are going to be in the market for for running backs. So I think we can just kind of call it uh, here. Thank you so much for listening to this and talk podcast fantasy show. Uh, we will be back next week with the pass catchers episode. That will be a much longer episode because we will be covering both wide receivers and tight ends in the same episode. So stay tuned for that uh subscribe leave a five star review tell us how much you love the program for jake i am bird thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one bye bye